0: Hey, this is Austin Archie from Lorna Shore, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to another new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, this time along with an awesome guest today in drummer Austin Archie. Uh, It's an honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Austin... This is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Lorna Shore with the release of your newest EP. And I Return to Nothingness drops August 13th on Century Media Records. And I just want to, you know, commend you guys and all of the well deserved recognition it's been getting so far, especially with that jawbreaker of a single that dropped to the Hellfire. Uh, shout out to the other publications like Metal Injection, uh, Revolver, Loudwire, to name a few who have praised your work. There's just so much to unravel about this cp and what you guys are all about but before we get to all that and beyond i know we talked about it before the interview started with all my guests i'm gonna ask an important question to start things off how are you man you know how has life been i know we're talking about how great the vegan life is the vegan life is always great um you're in new jersey is that is that correct yep new jersey what's life been like for the last six months man
0: uh last six months you know because yeah we're about you know july so let's think about that i mean. You know, in January, very optimistic. You know, I mean, compared to now, things are definitely a lot brighter. The future seems in reach. You know, I definitely fell off as far as just being inspired for a while. You know, musically, I was kind of filling my void with, you know, not being able to tour and not, you know, performing and like just all that, like things I've done for the last eight years constantly. The only thing I know. I kind of had to fill that void with some hobbies, you know, so I just started, you know, diving into design, you know, photo and video work, got myself a good laptop, um, did my drum studio at home, you know, we got stuff coming. And so a lot of things that I just never had the time to do, because I'm always on the road, I've just have done in the last six months, or even just, you know, year and a half. So, I mean, things is, you know, it's up and down. Everyone has their days, you know, I I struggle, you know, I'm, I'm very like, all right, you know, zero, zero to a hundred, you know, I've never made, you know, a beat before. And then I make a beat and I'm like, sick, I made a beat and then I move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? It's like, so sticking to certain things, um, has just given me more hobbies, more things in my arsenal. So, you know, making clothes, you know, cook, diving into health and, you know, making crazy vegan creations you know, kind of pushing my creativity towards that. And then now bringing it back to Lorna Shore and drumming and and all that stuff. So, you know, it was nice to take a little break. I definitely appreciate drums. I definitely appreciate everything I've done over the last, you know, eight years, a lot more now. It used to just kind of feel like my rhythm, you know, I just had nothing really other than to look forward to, other than here's my next tour, my next tour is in six months, or my next tour is in two months. Oh, we're doing a record. I had nothing to look forward to. (laughs) So.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we, we talked about the EP. You, I think you also have a tour coming up, if I'm not mistaken, uh, next month. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, you talked about designing. It's called Love Crime, if I'm correct. Is that is that yep, right? yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, it's good that you're staying busy, you know, uh, so you have that photography. It's nice to, you know, keep up with those aspects of your life that feeds your creativity within the band. But, you know, has anything changed for you routine-wise lately? I know, I know you know, how how have you been keeping up your drumming these days now that you have the, you know, uh, I guess the question I'm asking is preparing for a tour. Are you back into that mind frame again? Even though I think it's only like three or four dates.
0: No, definitely. I mean, we've upgraded our live rig, you know, going in-ears for everyone, you know, definitely took the time over the last month or two to invest in some things in the band to make our live show easier, more comfortable for everyone, sound better, you know, all the good stuff. So through that has gotten definitely more excitement, you know, having band practice with my boys. We just practiced last night. You know, we're practicing, you know, two, three times a week now. So, yeah, I mean, it's I'm very inspired when I'm with my boys, you know, like when I'm by myself, it's hard. But, you know, if I have someone come over, my one guitar stays over for, you know, weeks and weeks and we just work on band stuff. So when he's here, that's my time. When he leaves, I kind of do a few other things for myself. But, yeah, I mean, we're we're preparing, honestly, more than ever for these shows. So I think that's going to be a blessing. I mean, usually it's like come home from a tour. We got a month and a half no one wants to see each other for a month. So we practice for about two, three weeks and that's it. You know, so we are a month out and we've already had a few practices. So that that feels good.
1: And speaking of being inspired, you know, Austin, you've been at this for uh, a good decade or so, whether it's with Lorna Shore or Hollow Prophet, you know, I do begin to think about, as you're telling me, all these things you're experiencing how was the touring life and just the live music experience for you personally you know you guys you've done some extensive touring man you've shared the stages with you know black dahlia uh fallujah chelsea grand the faceless that list goes on and now obviously we've been forced to take this unexpected step back and has this time lately i don't know has it made you develop a newfound appreciation of the touring life like what was your biggest takeaway from that
0: it's funny. I mean, I've had conversations with some friends. I mean, specifically, as of recently, I could quote, you know, me having a four-hour-long conversation with my buddy from Gideon, uh, Jake Smelly, one of my yeah. favorite people. Shout out Jake. But, you know, I mean, I'm just like kind of talk. They they were, they were here recording a new record. We, we met up, we hung out, and then we went home, and we just kept talking on the phone, just, you know, trying to keep each other in check because we're both kind of the same people. We're very hard on ourselves, you know, don't really know what we've done. You know, it's hard to just sit at home around people that, you know, everyone's talking about oh, their job, this, their job, that, and then people go back to work and I'm still not working. Um, it just kind of made me realize how like different of a life I live than a lot of people. And, 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 and I'm thankful for that. You know, I've traveled, I go to States and cities and people are there waiting for me to go put on a show. That's a blessing, you know? And I, and I don't realize how important and special that is to my life. Cause it's like, that's all I've ever wanted. You know, so it doesn't seem that out of touch for me, but it's weird to yeah not be able to do that. And like, it's not even because my band's not good or I don't have what it takes. It's the whole world shut down. So nothing to blame myself over, but I definitely was uh, blaming myself for just not having a bit of a home life, you know, because I've only been a touring guy. Like, and I love the road, but it's a bit of, it's an escape, you know, I I could be like, I could be sitting at home like, yeah, I got to do this, I got to do that. But hey, I'm leaving for touring a month, so fuck it. You know, like I got I could do this I could do that but I can go get a job but I'm about to be on tour in three weeks for another two months and then for the whole rest of the year so yeah hey, I don't know I, it's I'm very thankful for 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 the life I have you know it's yeah it's been it's been hard it's a hard road but nothing good comes easy and I understand that and you know it's just I got to be thankful that I do things that people couldn't even imagine doing you know they don't even believe it's possible even back when I wanted to do this people would tell me hey man like. You know, yeah, I know you want to play drums for a living, but like, you know, that's kind of hard. You you don't go to music school. You're not really taking the right steps to be, you know, a professional drummer. But it's like, dude, I just wanted to be in a band. Like, you know, I I wanted to play drums, but like, I wanted to be in a band. I didn't want to be in marching band. I didn't want to be in some yeah. jazz ensemble. I didn't want to do these things. I've always gravitated towards just rock and roll, ripping shows, and that's where I get my energy from is ripping shows. So, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get that inspiration sitting in my house looking at these four walls you know no, so i can't I, wait to get back uh, uh, dude
1: i understand because i come from a i come from a family of musicians you know everyone everyone here has their own thing and uh uh i think it's uh it's it's crazy you say that like the people that say you can't do this you can't do it this way you can't do it that way you kind of have just to just stay to your own thing and which is harder to do especially at a time like now and at a time like now I know you've seen this for the last year and a half, a very common subject on IUF. I'm sure other publications have talked about it is live streaming. A lot of the bands, you know, what, what they've been doing on stage is they're taking it on the screen, like we're doing right now. And uh, I do want to get your take on this because we've had artists like, you know, Devin Townsend and seven dust and August burns red twisted, you know, they gave their take on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans and they would, you know, pre-record a show. I believe code orange was one of the first bands to do it uh, last March but do you Mm -hmm. think that the rise of the quarantine induced live streaming that we've been seeing or still seeing, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective, Austin? Like, has it already been affected? Do you still see bands stick it to something like this once we approach December or even just the early part of
0: 2022? I mean, the live stream thing, it's, I think it's beneficial no matter what, because like regardless if the quarantine happened or not, because like, you have a controlled show for everyone to enjoy around the world. And a lot of places in the world, Lorna shore just has, hasn't been to, you know, it's kind it's, it's hard. You know, like if we were to go, we can't go to Asia, you know, five times a year, we can't go to Tokyo. I want to, but like, and we've never been to a lot of countries. There's probably a lot of countries yeah. we might never be able to play. So for me doing the live streams will always be beneficial because then you're, you could put yourself in those people's bedrooms and, and their phones and like they can see the band and, and and get to experience it instead of going on YouTube and trying to find like fan film potato videos, you know, and then and you, and, and you're just there like watching this YouTube. Be like, oh, It sounds like it's crushing, but like, you know, so I, I, and I like watching live videos. I love live DVDs when I was a kid, you know, music, live DVDs. I still collect a bunch. I, anytime I see them out of the thrift store or local record store, I'll buy some. So and if you're a band that can't tour as much because you're an older type band, like I like, like, let's look at Winter Sun. You know, they did a live yeah. stream, and it was like, it was fucking. Uh, I, mean, I watched with my guitar. But I was like, dude how, how did they do this? <laughs> you know, like. But that's cool, you know, and, and I don't think it'll replace, but I think maybe now it's in people's heads. Like maybe we should make time to do this once a year, or like at least, you know. I don't know, like, like you know, if if we're doing an an Iron returned or let's say we want we want to do a Flesh Coffin concert and play yeah. all Flesh Coffin, maybe we won't. We don't want to do a whole tour because that's a lot of commitment. Maybe we could just do a live stream and play all the songs and say here one last time, here you go. You know, so I think it was necessary. I enjoyed a lot of the live streams. I enjoyed a lot of the live concerts. You know, it, it brought me back. It made me feel good. It's not the same, but like I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to be like. Bah! Like, I'm not paying 40 bucks to see some band live on my, like dude whatever, (laughs) you know, like help it support that band. You know what I mean? Like this a lot, a lot of this has just come down to, and a lot of things that have come to service is like, how hard do people support music? Like, what are you willing to actually do to put, to keep this band going? Not put, put money in the band's pocket, because a lot of us don't collect money and put it in our pockets. We put money into the band and invest it into the band. Um, and I don't think people understand that a lot. You know, it's like, Oh, this band's doing this. They're probably making, you know, to the hellfires everywhere they're probably making good dough oh i am not but you're giving me more reason to go play a show because it's going to do that much better so of course you know it's a lot of factors so then if people see the live stream they may be like man i gotta go see this band i would watch this live stream 10 times this week i need to go see this band so i'd support it man i support it we never got to do it because will wasn't announced and we were gonna do one if we weren't able to play shows but I'm ready for the real thing.
1: Yeah. And there's no wrong answer to what you just said. I've had so many amazing artists like yourself come on here and say, yeah, I would still love to do live streaming. It's given me a chance to engage with my fans. Some artists would say, oh, I'm not doing shit until all this is over, you know. But you do that live stream, and you, ha- here's the thing when you do that live stream, it's really cool because you get to march in your own room as much as you want, right? But how much <laughs> longer can you do that for, right? I feel like you kind of hit that creative barrier. Like, okay, we did the live streaming what's next there's always that uncertainty going forward but uh uh but yeah you nailed it right on the dot and you know moving forward let's talk about something that we haven't touched on yet is the new ep i know we talked about everything except that um and yeah, yeah. that return of nothingness drops august 13 on century media now talk of the town talk of really the world and the metal world is let's talk about your new vocalist will ramos and he's known for his work with monument of a memory you know awaken providence and i recall he took over On a tour cycle, as soon as your previous vocalist parted from the band, you know, what new element does Will bring or perhaps brought back into Lorna Shore that the lineup may not have have had before?
0: It's funny because, yeah, I think as far as just like what he brought back, I mean, he's definitely brought back a bit of a sense of new like you know everything's all new to him so it yeah. gets me excited you know he's seeing things and he's excited about it some things i might be jaded of or you know just being a, a positive fun loving just like really i've never seen a dude in a bad mood you know what i mean like, <laughs> like even thing. if he's like upset about something like we're like it's not anything that i've ever experienced out of a human being to be honest like so for me we gained a lot back as far as just like teamwork chemistry you know communication you know he's not afraid to speak up about anything if he has an idea he comes to us not trying because it has no he cares about the band he doesn't care about just himself and his position and that's something we've had to deal with is people going i'm this and i'm a part of this band with will it's we're together. And like same for me. Like I'm Austin Archie, the drummer, but I am the drummer of Lauren Short. That's that's my thing. I don't need to be, you know, I want to be known as Austin Archie, not just Austin Archie, the drummer, Lauren Short. No, like I am the drummer of Lauren Short. This is my fucking shit. I'm gonna own that role. And I think oh, he's yeah. owning that role and just stepping up and saying, you know, I care about this band. Everything I, my that I think about is for the band, as opposed to just like, you know am I going to wear a shirt or not on stage tonight? You know what I mean? Like, like that's some of the decisions that people in the past who were in our band. Yeah. You know, us, oh, yeah. us we want to wear like, you know, nice outfits together, the button up shirts. We've always, you know, wanted to have a unified look. And then, yeah, when someone just wants to take their shirt off every day, what am I going to do? I'm not taking my shirt off. I'm not that confident. So we're just kind of looking a bit out of place, you know? So I think with yeah. him, it, it all feels together. We all vibe. you can, if we were all on an interview together, we'd all be able to talk. And like, it's pretty much everyone's words are each other's words. So I think we're just on the same page.
1: And now go ahead. I think (laughs) you're going to finish your thought there.
0: No, I'm just saying we're just on the same page and we're all working towards the same things. And we just want to be the biggest metal band we could possibly be
1: at a time like today. That is so important because obviously what do we see again for the last year? I sound like a broken record. A lot of people have shown their true colors, unfortunately, and having something Mm -hmm. like this. I mean, everything you're saying is just, it's very uh, it's inspiring someone like me of course you know because i mean working together it's a, it's hard to get people to work together and the something that you guys have done here it's i hope that this goes on forever because
0: um sorry <laughs> my mind is
1: my my mind is like going all over the place right now but i'll go and jump into the next topic because this is the follow-up to your previous third album, uh, Immortal, for people who don't know. And this is quite the follow-up. As a fan, if I may, Austin, uh, as far as someone who's been listening to you guys for a good amount in the last 10 years, I felt this was a whole different side to Lorna Shore that I wasn't even prepared for. Case in point, to the <laughs> Hellfire, right? That song alone, you've amassed over, what, 2 million views on YouTube? I think you guys are nearly, nearing um, or even surpassed you know, 1 million Spotify streams. A special 2. shout-out 7. to... Uh, good God. A uh, special shout out to Nick Nocturnal, obviously, with his own reaction. That guy's crazy. I love watching his videos just to see his face on that on your own single. Then he, he was doing that for that's over 235,000 views. You know, with this song, with this EP, this lineup change, like we just talked about, I felt there couldn't have been more of a stronger statement to enter this new chapter for Lorna Shore. Like, is it just me or do you feel the same way? Is this just a like a breath of fresh air for you and the guys as well?
0: oh yeah I mean this song was written for this intention you know it's like all right, we have a new vocalist people want to hear this guy and people could say he's too low in the mix right whatever (laughs) but hey (laughs) this is our uh, there are other people in the band so obviously you know if you're listening for vocals I think you can hear him I've heard it on every speaker I hear it through my phone I I don't I don't hear anything I don't know what they're talking about (laughs) people are very used to a normal death chord mix where the vocals are here and the instruments are here and the drums are like here, you know, like you barely hear guitar. You hear a lot of drums and vocals. And if anything, that mix is the closest to that. But I mean, you've heard the rest of the EP. I feel like that song just has so much of a wall of sound and we just wanted to come out aggressive, you know, like it's, it just, it seemed like that was the only track we could come first and be like, here's Will. Yeah. Here's Lauren Ashore we're not going anywhere. And it's, and it's kind of a big fuck you to everyone to just be like, you know, like, and does band writes heavy shit, you know, like, like, <laughs> like we, we don't, That's an understatement. Really write, we don't write a whole song of that heaviness much ever. Like death portrait. Sure. But like, we've never had like a single be that heavy. Usually our singles are the melodic tracks, you know, funeral moon, flesh coffin, Immortal, yeah, yeah. you know? So, this time, we we're like, all right, let's put the same amount of effort into writing a really heavy song as we would writing Immortal or any of these, like, you know, really big tracks. So, yeah, it just as soon as, as soon as, yeah, as soon as we made that song, I was like, this is going to be the first track. This is definitely going to be the first thing people got to hear. And yeah, they're going to have to wait till the end. And, and I mean, we all knew, I was like, yeah, you know, reaction kids are going to bug. You know, people are going to bug when they hear that breakdown. Like, but I didn't think it was going to be so, like, like people look like uncomfortable you know people are like dude when is this gonna end and then it ends and they're like oh wait fuck hold on i want more you know and that and that's what we wanted because i think you've listened to the ep once that song ends and the other song starts it's like all right here's Lorna ashore like when that first note hits with the vocals of that second song of the abyss yeah. um i think if you're a Lorna ashore fan you're just gonna sit there and be like they're back baby like they didn't you know like they they they're not just a heavy band; they are a sick metal band, you know. Because the other two songs are a lot more metal. Yeah, uh,
1: you see me stroking my beard. I'm I'm itching to get into this because um, <laughs> to the hellfire of the abyss and a tile of track. This clocks in in about 18 minutes. Around then, around that time, um, you know, this was just. The, it's funny you mentioned Winter Sun because that was actually one of the bands I was thinking of as I was listening to this uh because you guys had that perfect blend of obviously the death metal deathcore symphonic moments and even obviously i talked about it, the epic melodic death metal elements but they work so well i mean it's as good as it gets here all these songs were just so different from each other you know uh, walk me through this I, when did the or let me rephrase it how much did things change from when you first started composing on this ep to where you ended up finishing and did a lot change did nothing change was there already a specific sound you guys had in mind with and I return to nothingness?
0: Well, it was an EP. So I think it was hard to write for an EP because it's like you got to display the band in three tracks.
1: It's 18 minutes. So I, they're like hardcore I mean, albums, yeah. hardcore full length albums that only are like 12 minutes. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And like, you know, and people are like, you know, buying the vinyl and the vinyl is expensive because it's an H B side. It's a full beat and, you know, go, Light on it, and I understand. Yeah, twenty five dollar vinyl for three songs is kind of like eh. But like, yeah, you're getting eighteen minutes of music. You know, HP side, it's beautiful. It's a it's a big moment for the band. You know, and I think if you really love the band, you're not going to complain about spending twenty five dollars for three songs. And if you want to, you can go on iTunes and buy the three songs for four bucks. You know. Yeah. But and you're getting a lot of music. But as far as just like conceptualizing the EP, it definitely we wanted to have a concept and loosely the concept was just based upon death rebirth and afterlife so okay. to the hellfire being death of the abyss being uh, rebirth and or uh, or no sorry death afterlife rebirth so rebirth would be and i returned to nothing it's the last track and i think the epicness of that track kind of encapsulates you know rebirth and just like here's this big epic just constant rise constant you know cool stuff and then of the abyss you know just we just wanted to play kind of like like and i return nothingness is absolutely epic to the hellfire is absolutely heavy of the abyss is kind of your middle point you know
1: yeah i want to jump on that in a second because uh before we get to that the production uh good god that you had that natural evolution to your sound it sounded so polished yet so powerful. It was not over overproduced. You talked about the vocals. I heard everything. I'm an audiophile these days, Austin. So I'm very picky on yeah. how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. I didn't have to mess with any EQs. So a shout out to Josh uh, Josh Schrader. Yep. Yeah. Shr- Shr- is it is it trader?
0: be honest i don't I, I feel like i've heard him <laughs> say it both ways so josh schrader josh schroeder random awesome my let's, boy. Just say, let's just say joshy <laughs> yeah big old joshy
1: um uh, so he took part in the production he's known for his work with the color morale and heart's wake for today and uh your previous album immortal uh this was done at the random awesome studios in midland michigan talk about josh for a second i'm sure that there was that sense of comfortability for you guys in the studio knowing had knowing you had someone like him working on another record with you is that right
0: yeah, man. I mean, at this point he's, he's the fifth member, you know, I, I don't know if we would have, because he's been there for both pivotal moments. You know, when Tom left the band, he was the first person to bring, we, we went to him for the first time with CJ, you know, he helped us a lot. We, we when, when this is how the darkest Bomb was written, like those songs were done. We yeah. just came in and recorded. But then from there, I think he started to understand the band, put his mind into the thinking of the band. So when immortal came, a lot more ideas as far as just like sitting in the room and just talking, you know, became an influence and just working around our energies. You know, me and Adam would have conversations over here. He would be over here. And then 20 minutes later, he'd be like, yeah, I heard you 20 minutes ago talking about, you know, how you always wanted to do something like this. Well here, I just kind of like laid it out and we'd be like, Oh shit. You know, cause so for him, any idea can be done in five minutes. So any idea we have we just we just go for it (laughs) and then yeah bringing will in like i just understand like will is a he can do anything you know like it's it's hard it's like it's like going to the chopped kitchen and being like what am i gonna make for these judges you know like you you can do anything so and then they give you a theme and go all right, stick to this man like you know you can cook anything but stick to this let's see what you got on that so that's kind of how we played it with him was like all right man you can go high you can go low you can go everywhere in between so it was just having him formulate the dynamics and the vocals will you know and will just makes his job easy he loves people like that because Will will come in and twist his words twist tones and do things so once he started to hear what he was capable of we just he just pushed him pushed him pushed him so going forward And same with me on drums. Like, he knows what I'm capable of and doesn't question me. Even when we wrote Hellfire, you know, that breakdowns really fast. I mean, most people, if if, if we took that song and went to a local studio and said, hey, we're just going to record this song. You know, we booked the day. They never heard the band. We went over there with that. They would laugh at our faces. They'd be like, dude, you're not going to be able to play this. I'm not even going to be able to track this. Like, this is impossible. Like, for Josh, there's nothing that is impossible. Like, there's anything we want to do, he's going to make happen. So...
1: Uh yeah, uh shout out to Josh. Hopefully this is something that you guys have found something going forward. Now, Austin, a lot of your fans um have said this and I don't know if he had time to look over the comments like I did on to the Hellfire. It's the common thing I hear a lot from what they're saying is I can't wait to hear more. I'm so excited for what's to come, so on and so forth. Now, this may be early, but I can't help but ask, man, you know, could this EP serve as an idea or even just a representation into what's to come on perhaps a full length or are we barely scratching the surface here
0: <laughs> honestly you i, I want to be <laughs> no i mean you know like when we recorded these songs it really wasn't like uh like we had a purpose but like i don't think we were too big on like I wanted everyone to act comfortably. It was our first time in the mm-hmm. studio with our new guitarist Andrew. It was our first time in the studio with Will. Me and Adam are used to each other. We can come down each other's throats all day. We know it's not personal. But for me, with having these two new people in the band and like I don't want to act like I know everything, even though me and Adam have been hand in hand in writing all the other records. I was like, we need to bring other people in and be supportive of their ideas and their decisions and at least give everything a shot, you know? Like so right. this was our first time just like yeah, just like, just like, Hey man, just give it a shot. Let's hear how it sounds. And if I can't think of any better then then that's, that's you, that's your idea. Like, let's go. But now I think formulating ideas for a full length and, you know, getting things together, we, we are all on the same page of where we want to go. I don't know how we're going to get there, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but that's where Josh comes in. You know, we have a lot of writing sessions with him coming up. We're kind of doing a whole new approach to the new record as far as just like writing more in studio with him less overthinking more natural ideas and the influences that we're having that we've always had but we've kind of just been one foot in one foot out we're just going to go you know toes deep just like all right you know if we're going to go symphonic it's going to be huge and symphonic If we're going ambient you know rivers and nile-esque you know fallujah you know uh yeah. warforged Forge, one of my favorite fucking Jeez, bands i know that,
1: you know that know i mean like
0: yeah Oh my gosh. like those bands all those bands are so incredible and i don't think they get enough i don't think they ever will get enough love and not that it's up to mm-hmm. me to like you know give that love but like we've always been inspired by those bands we've always kind of put you know symphonic or um uh, ambience you know more more dynamic plays so and like you know faceless you know faceless does a great job at that in their last two records yeah you know just like kind of giving you something you would never expect you know just like whoa like saxophone this like crazy guitar solo with just like a closed hat beat you know so a lot of crazy ideas are coming across our desk and we're just like all right man like let's just let's figure out if it's purposeful or if we're just doing it to do it so we're when we get to the studio it's like all right man like what's our purpose for this what ideas fit with this and let's try and write something different you know let's really try and do something like just next level for the band, you know, because a lot of people are doing yeah. black and deathcore. A lot of people are doing symphonic deathcore. So I don't know. We got to kind of, we got to kind of think ahead. We got to think ahead and be like, what's what's going to be the next big thing?
1: And that's the best part because you guys actually match both of those subgenres you mentioned. I mean, there's no limit to what you guys put out. This EP, I think. Can serve as an example of what you guys are capable of. I've never heard an EP like this before. And I've been listening to music for a long time. Okay. I can attest to that because a lot of people can attest to that. Now, yeah. between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like you just talked about, you know, I, I know your guitarist, Adam, is the main songwriter, technically. Oh, yeah. Yeah oh yeah. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Now, even though this is an EP, I begin to think of a song like To the Hellfire. We touched on this just briefly about 10 minutes ago. Um, as the single before the release. I also begin to wonder if you can shed a bit more light to this, like if the theme to this EP, because um, uh, let's start with the artwork because it was done by Polish painter Marusz uh, Lewandowski. I think I have the name right here. Hopefully I'm not mm-hmm. butchering his name, but he's known for his art with Bellwitch and Fuming Mouth. If any followers, listeners uh, want to know, check out their al- album artwork. It's a uh, thing of beauty. But as Beautiful. I'm looking at this artwork for, this new EP, you guys have this floating reaper draped in red, surrounded by this dense fog. It was very atmospheric. Having said that, you know, to what level do you guys like to have a theme or concept for your music, Austin? Is that more about helping you write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. You know, they just do like 10 songs in the studio, and that's yeah. it. You guys have really honed in to that delivery, that identity, just that uh, it, it gives this music another level of you know intensity if uh, for lack of a better word yeah, it's, you a, what I'm saying? it's
0: another yeah it's another it's layer. layer
1: yeah yeah how important are themes to you really
0: i think the theme is important because we're a band that's always trying to do different things and to do that i feel like we have to tap into different parts of our subconscious and be like all right like you know if i'm feeling happy and like triumphant and like you know confident you know let's go write something that's gonna make us feel like that and if something's like if we're going through a dark time and you know kind of feeling some type of way then yeah we can write some darker stuff but you know flesh coffin you know just to go back because as far as themes go i mean psalms was exactly what you explained 10 songs no theme just went to the studio and tracked it and i feel like it feels like that and then when you have a theme things feel cohesive it feels like a, a, a moment in time for me to look back on and be like, okay, like, yeah, Flesh Coffin was one of the hardest times of my life. And we got through that and we wrote that EP and I'm very proud of, you know, the lyrics, everything across the board with that album. That's, that was our, that was our coming to Flesh Coffin. And then fast forward, losing Tom, you know, we do immortal immortal on a musical standpoint was very strategic, very themed. Everything was purposeful, you know, but lyrically, I mean, I'll be be honest, like, you know, I I had no point in the lyrics. We spent so much time on the music. We didn't have time to really sit there and dive in and pick apart lyrics. And the person at that time wasn't really open to much suggestion, didn't really want to be in a room with us and figure it out together. Mm. So I feel like it fell short. um, And and for an emotional standpoint, um, to bring the music to the level it needed to be for some songs, I was like, man, like, we just had some deeper themes, you know, some deeper concepts um, behind some of these songs. Cause immortal, we named the album immortal before we wrote one lyric. Did Anything. Oh, wow. Okay. Like me and Adam wrote those songs and we're like, and I remember I was sitting at home and I was like, dude, I know the name of the record. I know it. And he was like, and I told him, he was like, dude, it's crazy. You said that. Cause I literally was going to text you. And I was thinking the same thing, immortal, immortal. Cause you know, we just wanted to, that, that was the theme at the time. That's how we were feeling. We we're just like, we, we were calling our shot, you know, just being like, Hey, we're immortal. We're not going nowhere. We were kind of just like calling our shot before we shot it, you know, being like, we're not going nowhere. Um, so that was really the only theme, like, you know, as far as just like the music and, and the thing now going forward, I think it's easier for Will to conceptualize. I think it's easier for the producer. It's easier to know where we're going, where we're headed. What have we done? What do we need to touch on? you know, to, to embrace a full concept. And I think it's important. I, I like concept bands, you know, I like Sleep yeah. Token, a complete concept band. You know, you got um, Rivers, Rivers and Isle. They do their records based upon, you know, the seasons. I love, it. I love, it. I can't get enough <laughs> of that. that. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's, that shit gets me excited. You know, that shit gets me excited for sure. Like whenever I see a theme of any sort for any artist, I'm like, yeah, like, cause I feel like you're tapping into, their minds like a hundred percent other than being like all right it's 10 songs about 10 different things you know it could be anything
1: yeah uh, i remember that show you guys played with rivers of nile we talked about it uh that uh gas monkey show here in november 2019 As soon as the saxophone came out, it started raining. (laughs) So it it just, it just went with the atmosphere. I was like, how do they know? Like, it's just, everything just went (laughs) so well. That was one of my, probably one of my favorite shows I've actually ever been on, especially seeing you guys doing what you do. Um, Having said everything, having said what you just told me, do you see this EP as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back?
0: 100%. And I returned to nothingness. I mean, we didn't know what we were coming back Mm -hmm. to, you know, we were writing this EP, we recorded it last november and it's july this year i mean you know for lack of better words like we didn't know we were returning to and like we're back you know no matter what yeah. so like and adam again adam conceptualized kind of the the, the haiku because all the song titles are make a poem you know it's to the hellfire of the abyss and i return to nothingness. it's a, it's a poem just stretched across three yeah. tracks so it's like yeah. I mean, the theme, like you said, like the Reaper, you know, hanging in this desolate area, like, you know, that's kind of what we embodied. Like we were in Michigan, just close off in the world. We didn't even tell anyone we were there, you know, like we didn't even post about it. We, I told people film stuff at home so you can act like you're still at home when we're there. So we wanted to let not one thing up, you know, like no one posts are in the same food establishment, you know, cause people are, people will put shit together. So I think we did a really good job. Of keeping this a secret, I uh, I get I, I give myself a pat. On. No no information was leaked on my part. The the Apple Music mishap where they posted the photo two days early, that had nothing to do with me. But hey, we're here. We're talking. all good. Here's no the thing no
1: that's problem. that's impressive, especially at the social media age we're in today. And uh, you talked you talked about the vinyl, right? Whatever the price was, the vinyl. I urge you guys to buy the vinyl because I mean, the artwork itself. I think a lot of there's a lot of work that went behind that art, you know, just the display. I mean, that's something you could just put on your wall. Cause uh I <laughs> I just love- I'm it's very beautiful. old I'm old fashioned like that. I still buy CDs and vinyls that's sitting in the corner of my room. Um, I don't think that'll ever go away. I just love having the hard copy. Digital is great. Don't get me wrong, but
0: i' oh, I love I love vinyl. I love vinyl specifically. CDs I've kind of fallen off, but like vinyl specifically, yeah. I love to have that big artwork. You open yeah. it up and like there's there's cool stuff on the inside, you know, there's there's more art there's more you know an awesome. HB side you know you can hang it up with the HB side it'll look it'll look beautiful so yeah sure. i mean you know you're, I mean, why you, not people, why not give your room just a boost of color are you gonna have lorna shore's new ep and that's how you do it <laughs> for 25 30 bucks and hey everyone complaining i'm sure once you get them there's gonna be half of them that flip it for a 100 dollars. so hey oh, like, you're complaining you spent 30 bucks you're about to make 180 doing nothing you know what i mean so yeah you know uh
1: man austin uh, i know we're re- reaching uh the end, the uh end of this interview but uh we've covered such a good amount of ground on this awesome interview hopefully i can't wait to do this again obviously in person i mean we've been doing these oh, yeah. last year but you know uh everything you've been telling me you know from your you know, from when you technically first started playing to where you are now, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career? You know, you, at the same time, you've been involved with so many other different aforementioned, you know, talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline. We have talked about, you know, as a musician, as a drummer, hell, as a human being, you know, do you ever just stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come?
0: I probably don't do it enough because I am, I'm a sentimental dude. I'm a mm. sentimental dude. The past brings me as much joy as it brings me pain, you know? Mm. So I think just looking on the side, like you said, of just being like, look how far I've come and where I'm at now, that's beautiful. Obviously, I will always miss the people you toured with, those memories, thinking, you know, I get a little upset, like, man, like, that was our time. You know, I was on tour with blah, blah, blah. And we were just hanging out every day. And like, you know, I don't know when that's going to come back. If the stars align, whatever, you know? You always want those moments to come back. But, I think just the most rewarding thing of being just who I am and what I do is just the amazing people I get to meet, man. I mean, you know, just you, I mean, we, we, we've never met, we don't know each other. We've been (laughs) in the same room and we're having a beautiful conversation about, about myself. But like, you know, before this, we talked about, you know what I mean? Like I am not the star of the show. I am just a part of this community and this community has made me feel, I mean, I, compared to who i was as a teenager before going on tour and who i am now is two different you can't even compare i was scared just like very anxious you know not very socially confident that people even want to be around me or talk to me i mean my childhood growing up i thought the only way you got respect from people was to be like the craziest you know i'll do anything type kid you know i was that kid it's like oh that dude will you know I'll smoke a cig and jump off a building. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's man. how I, I thought I, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or oh, yo, he'll chug 10 beers right now. He's only 15. You know, that kind of like respect meter was like very haunting, you know, cause I thought that that's how I had to be to get people's respect. But now it's like, you know, I've taken breaks from, you know, I was sober for about two years and like, you know, I smoke weed now, but who cares? Weed's legal. Let's hey, go. <laughs> we all do it. It's it, exactly. That's,
1: not, that's nothing to hide from at this point
0: but you know i think just yeah man it's just it's just it's just it's just crazy to look at yeah like being that scared kid who who the first tour we went on i fucking had a panic attack and just went to sleep in the van because i was like dude we're about to drive to san diego from my front door and go tour with carnifex and i declare war you know i was like man but like those moments like it even just gives me goosebumps thinking about it. it's like man like those are the moments like those are the those are the moments that you got to overcome so anyone I I, even my friends I always tell them like you know I take every scary plunge I've I'm ready to jump off that cliff and into the unknown I know most people are not that comfortable doing that but I've seen how it works out I've seen how it's made me grown as a person I've seen how I just wouldn't be where I am without making some of these decisions and and saying I don't give a you know I don't give a fuck. I filled in for King A10 for a show. I had a week to learn, I think it was 15 songs. And we played a, I played their headlining show in Flint to every King fan, you know, like, Jeez. and I had two rehearsals. That's it. And I was like, dude, I, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm just going to say no before they even ask me. And then a singer, David Gunn, called me and he said, hey, it's David from King. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And I was on tour with the Mirror at the time. I was on tour with Amir doing tech work and Josh Travis writes some of their music. So he was going to go play the show. And he was like, come on, man, like we'll play the show together. We'll do this. Like we got this. Dude. Like, Dude, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't even have time to practice. Like I'm going to have to go home and just immediately fly to Flint. And David called me and he's like, Hey man, you want to do this gig? And I was like coming up with every excuse in the book as to why I couldn't do it. And he's like, Hey, well you're a professional, right? Like, you consider yourself a professional musician. I was like, Oh no. Yeah, definitely. He's like, all right, then you should have no problem. Like I believe in you. You should believe in yourself a little more. And I was like, wow, this guy doesn't even know me. And I, and he's putting me in a position where they're playing one of their most important shows, a hometown thanks night before Thanksgiving headlining show with just, you know, a good time. I was like, if this guy believes in me, I got to go do it. You know? And And I, and I, and I live for those moments where people don't even know me, believe in me. Ask me for a favor, and I just go. I cannot let this person down, and I can't let myself down. This is an opportunity. So, uh, it's all about taking opportunities, man. Yeah. Anyone out there? It's like you just got to take every opportunity, every opportunity. Like whether you think you can or not. Like my first show back after the pandemic, I seen Anthony Green, um, singer of Circus Survive, doing an acoustic. Yeah, show. yeah. My buddy hit me up the day before and was like, "Yo, man, you want to come take photo and video for for Anthony Green?" You know, we're putting together, like, a thing. I'm going to need it by Monday. And I'm like, ooh, I haven't been to a show. I haven't even brought my new camera to a show yet. You know, am I going to be able to do it? I showed up, did it, killed it. Everyone was happy. It's like, boom. Now I got, now I took pictures of Anthony Green. Got the, you know, that's amazing. That's an amazing thing to always think about. So, you just got to fucking do it, man. That, there's only way to do it but to do it.
1: Uh, I asked you if you ever take a look back. I'm glad I gave you a chance to do that because there's so much to look back on you. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, those are, just, those are just a few stories. I'm sure you have so much more. I know it's easy to lose track of yourself the more successful you are the, as you move forward into what you're doing, what you do. But I think it's also important to kind of just push everything aside for a moment, just t- kind of just look at it from the outside, exhale, and just go back into it. Just remind yourself why you do what you do. Speaking of which, if it wasn't for doing what you do, I would be here today, so I appreciate for every everything that you've done throughout your career. Um, part of that question came from the fan aspect of me, so I had to ask nah, that. You're because, good, man.
0: Because I can uh, go off, man.
1: I mean, I've been listening <laughs> to you guys since you guys first dropped. So this has been. the you would have told me I would have been, you know, hosting Lorna Shore on my own publication like a few years back, I would think you're lying. But this is a a big deal for me. But um, anyway, uh, um, enough of the sappiness. But you guys, I hope you got nothing <laughs> but amazing things for you guys down the road. Hopefully we can do this again in person. Obviously now I'm going to end things on a pretty cool note. Usually I ask my guests like, uh, Hey, what are your favorite? You know, if you want, you can still do it, Austin, obviously. But I usually (laughs) ask them, Hey, what are your five favorite albums or movies or even video games at the top of your head you can think of, but we talked about food, man. I know we love vegan food. What are your top five recipes that you've, you know, kind of just manifested or created in recent memory that you can think of that turned out holy shit. This is great. Or, maybe oh man this is great i could make this uh, just a better version of this <laughs> i feel like your mind's racing um, right now
0: <laughs> yeah no nah, i mean most things that are doctored and made definitely are contributed by my girlfriend because she knows how to cook and i'm not really that great but <laughs> shout out to your girlfriend <laughs> uh, yeah no nah, i mean ripping up the vegan lasagna right now so vegan lasagna to be honest great because i love lasagna that's warm comfort in your belly you know it's, it was so good couldn't have had enough um we made this like dish the other day it was like called bang bang broccoli it was just like almost like panko coated broccoli with like a nice sauce and it was great that's when to eat broccoli i don't want to eat it any other way um i'm gonna have to ask you for uh, these recipes dude <laughs> oh dude got you uh, actually actually it's it's not even my recipe but shout out to josh Strader's uh wife oh um, awesome she, yeah she made these bre- uh burnt brown butter like cookies and i can't even describe how it's like it's just (laughs) it's the best thing i've ever had it was so and they were vegan it was only made with like coconut and like all types of butters and stuff like that and yeah man i mean there's just so much good stuff you could make man you know just like you go to whole foods and go grab a few things you know i love just egg like i just love making some just egg in the morning That's, that's a great product um and to be honest i mean have you made vegan mac? I, yet? Just, I haven't made my own vegan mac yet. No, I haven't um, done
1: that. Um, what I'll do is uh, after this interview, we'll um, let's stay in touch on the socials because there's this link. Oh that yeah, I can, that I can send you if you want to pass it along to your girlfriend. Um, because this is the recipe that we use for a vegan mac. When me and my brother get together, we we just <laughs> that's all we do follow. for a whole week just yeah. and that's like that's like one of my favorite times of the week when i actually go spend time in oklahoma because that's when i actually feel good about what i eat i don't feel like total crap you know that's what vegan food does mm-hmm. when you eat it it just makes you feel really just good like you don't feel over bloated you don't feel like oh man i gotta you know move in around Oklahoma,
0: and- <laughs> actually in oklahoma have you been are you going to oklahoma city or where are you going uh tulsa have you been out there because then uh, 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 but in Oklahoma city is a great vegan place that I would go to all time. It's where it's called the loaded bowl, the
1: loaded bowl. Okay. Uh, we're Check going to, o- we're going to Oklahoma city later on this year. So we are actually planning a trip. I mean, it's only what, two hours from where, where he lives, but, um, I, ha- I was in Tulsa last week and I had, uh, fried chicken sandwiches, but they were vegan. It was from this place right. called chicken and the wolf. Um, I think it's only found in Tulsa, but I uh, hopefully, it can be something that can be uh, brought out nationwide. Oh, I, I, I want all, I want all those places
0: to be nationwide. Dude, dude, uh, no. fried
1: chicken sandwich as vegan. Like you can't really make that up. It, it tastes, I mean, it, what is it? You eat fried chicken. It's like, Oh man, I got to go to, I got to go to the can, right? It's like you eat fried yeah, chicken yeah. now. If it's vegan, you feel so good. Like, you don't feel shitty. Like, you can just go around and do, like, backflips and stuff after eating. I, I mean, that's up to you. I'm but. always
0: ready. Any Anytime <laughs> I eat something good, I'm ready to eat back. I'm ready to do backflips. Oh,
1: man, awesome. This is such an honor. I'll let you go here. I know we're clocking in about yeah. an hour here, but uh, do you have any? No, you're good, man. Uh, last words, just any shout-outs, anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as loan or short or even hollow profit before we finish things off here? I know. You have uh, tour dates coming up. If you want to plug that in as well. Floor is yours.
0: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank you, Sonny, for bringing me on the under fire interview. You know, we're going to get together in person, have a, have a fun interview soon. Um, with, with vegan cauliflower wings. That is a, I'm a so fact. ready. So ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, you know, anyone who tuned in, I'm Austin Artie from Lorna shore. We got some shows coming up at the, the middle of August up in the East coast. We're trying to put together some other stuff for the end of the year kind of busy doing some other things but next year we have europe with chelsea grin carnifex burials and convalescence in uh in february and then i don't know maybe we got some good stuff after that i can't say much but you know just know you know you see what's happening we're gonna come you know we're any city you want us to come play well i can probably Safely say, we'll be there
1: soon. It's not maybe. It's definitely is going to happen. <laughs> got
0: it. Got it's it. It's not. It's the thing is. The point is. It's just
1: nice to have things like this to look forward to. I mean, new music from you guys. I mean, we need more Lorna Shore in this world. All right. I I'll, I hope I'm not speaking just for I've, myself, but for a lot of people out there. If uh, look at the look at the views you have on YouTube. I mean, that's hasn't even been a month. <laughs> so I'll do, um, I'll do what I can. And everyone who's listening. This is Austin Archie from the legendary Lorna Shore. And I return to nothingness. new EP drops August 13 on Century Media Records. Uh, Like we said, please buy the album. It helps out the artist more than you know. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Austin, thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. You stay safe out there in Jersey. Uh, Have a great tour. Um, Have a great release. Um, Let's stay in touch on the socials. And hopefully we can do this
0: next time, buddy. 100%. Thank you so much.
1: All right, man. Take care, brother.
0: Rock on. Later, bud.